What's up, what's up everybody? DWA Podcast is back, coming to you with the official draft recap of the 2019 NFL Draft in Nashville. So, just first thing I gotta say is Nashville was amazing. You know, I was there, I saw some of you guys there. It was a great time. Uh, thank you so much to the city, to the people to put it together. It, it really was awesome. And I highly recommend to the NFL, like, if you guys get it together and just want to pick one spot to do it instead of moving it around every year, Nashville might be the place to do it. So big ups to Nashville. Thank you guys very much. Let's get into what actually happened on draft day. So first and foremost, the Dolphins hold hold steady at 13. There was a lot of talk of what we were going to do, trade up, trade down. Uh, myself, I even personally kind of advocated trading down. But instead, we hung tight at 13. We took our boy Christian Wilkins. Now, couple things about this draft pick before we really get into who he is. Number one, I love that we're sticking with these schools that actually can play football. You know, over the last couple of years, and you'll see this the more we dive a little bit into this draft class. Over the last couple of years, Miami had a tendency to really snag some people from some of these smaller colleges and, you know, hope they could they could ball out. Just it's not that it can't happen. Right. Like great people are everywhere. Great talent is everywhere. But let's be real about something. Number one, the big schools get the best players coming out of high school. Right. So these guys, you know, in some of these bigger schools like Clemson, Florida State, you know, Alabama, like some of these schools, they're already getting the best of the best when they're at that level. And then they have great coaching that's just going to help make these guys better. And then they perform and are, you know, usually some of the best at that NCAA Division One level. I mean, there's a reason Alabama's consistently a top school. Clemson's consistently a top school. Schools like Auburn, Florida State. Uh, I mean, you get some of these schools that are just, you know, perennially Ohio State putting people into the top of the draft class, winning championships in contention for the best teams in college football. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, we went and got a coaching staff from New England. I'm sure a lot of you guys don't really know a ton about who these coaches are, but I bet them coming from New England makes you a lot happier than them coming from Oakland, right? Like there's a reason that these these big schools are successful, and I love that we actually went out and got some players from these schools. And the second thing is we went out and addressed the defensive line. So I've said several times over the last few months that I think that the O-line and the D-line are our two biggest holes. I was very adamant that I wanted a defensive tackle in the draft last year. In fact, I think I've told the story in here a couple times that I jumped for joy and Kimbo Camper was laughing at me when the Cardinals drafted Josh Rosen at 10 because it meant that we weren't going to reach for a quarterback and I thought we had a realistic shot at getting Vita Vea. I really wanted Roquan Smith, but he was gone before that conversation even started. Luckily, Jerome Baker really stepped up. Raekwon McMillan came back huge last year, and our linebacking core doesn't really need any adjustments. Anyway, all those things being said, we got our guy in Wilkins. Now, what I love about Wilkins, uh, besides the fact that a lot of people compare him to Ndamukong Sue, which I love, right, is that in our new 3-4 style defense, he can really play any of, of the down spots. Right, He can play the left end, the right end, or the nose tackle. He's huge. Um, and he's very athletic, right? That's why the comparisons come into Sue. I think he's actually about 10 pounds heavier than Sue plays at, but he's ridiculously athletic. Now, like that's been a recent trend in the NFL over the last couple of years is just every position has gotten more and more athletic. Even the kickers and things like that are you know super just athletic guys now where that wasn't always the case. It used to get some linemen that were just big guys that could, that could move forward but weren't necessarily athletes, so to speak. This guy is not that. 
He does not fit that mold. He's a monster. He's going to be chasing quarterbacks in the backfield. He's going to be chasing running backs down from behind, you know, when they break that that first line of defense sometimes. He's going to move laterally. Like, this guy is a monster. I'm thrilled with the pick. I'm hoping he's going to anchor our line for a long time to come. And he really gives us some versatility. You know, in, in that 3-4, some of our guys that are going to be rushing off the edge. You know, I think Jerome Baker's going to get a lot more chances. We might use Kiko a little bit in that role. Charles Harris might stand up uh, and try to rush the quarterback a little better. And definitely we're going to be bringing some people in from the top, right? Rashad Jones and TJ McDonald are going to have a lot of chances to kind of get in that box and, and maybe go after the quarterback or try to stop the run. So having a guy like Wilkins that's extremely athletic and can really play any spot is going to help us extremely, especially if injuries start to roll in. Hopefully not injuries to him, right? The second round of the draft, and this is one everybody wants to talk about. They want to talk about Rosen. So I'm going to do uh, you know a separate conversation specifically around Rosen and what I think and, and what the future holds for him. So I just I really want to talk about what we did in the second round. So first and foremost, we traded down and we picked up an additional second round pick next year. So that morning, uh, the report broke that we were going to trade for Rosen. And the Dolphins were very adamant about they didn't want to trade the pick that we had, which I believe was number 48. I could be wrong. They thought it was too high a value. So by us trading down and picking up that additional pick in the second round next year, we really didn't lose much trading our second round pick for Rosen. And at the end of the day, we don't know what's going to happen yet. Uh, I just did a video actually talking about don't buy Rosen jerseys. Don't do it yet. But we don't know what's going to happen yet, right? Like we don't know if, if he's going to earn the starting job, if Fitzpatrick is. We don't know if, you know, the plan is to have him as a backup, you know, in case we can't get a, a Tua or Justin Herbert next year, as all the rumors have indicated. What I will say is at the end of the day, we didn't give up much because we netted that second round pick next year. And the Cardinals ate a big chunk of his salary. So over the next three seasons, we're only going to be paying him a couple million dollars. And then if he turns out to be the guy, we have the fifth year option. We're going to be able to land him super cheap, right? At least for that year. And then we can talk about extensions, et cetera, et cetera. And this really sets up the AFC East for some very interesting quarterback play over the next decade. Because you have teams like the Bills who believe Josh Allen is their guy of the future. The Jets who believe Sam Darnold is their guy of the future. Rosen, who may be the Dolphins quarterback of the future, all in their second year in the league. And, of course, Brady's old as fuck, so he's going to be out soon. And they're going to have to go get a quarterback. Now, what they do, whether they get a young guy or try to bring in a veteran, remains to be seen. But either way, it really sets up you know some potentially interesting rivalries down the road. You know, a la you know, the Ken O'Brien, Dan Marino... Uh, Jim Kelly kind of it's kind of time so that being said move on from Rosen we'll have a much longer talk about him on another route um, we are our third round pick um, I'm very ecstatic about actually our third and fourth round pick so we went we went back to back with Wisconsin guys again I love it um, Wisconsin has had especially recently a history of putting some really good players in the NFL I mean you think about you know the Watts TJ Watt and JJ Watt you think about Russell Wilson uh, Wisconsin has has some ballers. Now, I was lucky enough to be in Madison, Wisconsin uh, very recently. And, you know, it, it's, it's just a different class of people out there. there there's some huge corn-fed eating people, man. So I'm really hoping that the right guard that we landed in the draft, and I'm not going to throw names for every draft pick because I don't want to get over people's head. But, you know, the right guard we drafted from Wisconsin, hopefully he's going to be a plug-and-play player. The linebacker... You know, we don't need much at linebacker right now. I think that that we're spending a pick there speaks to, A, how our coaching staff really values the versatility of some of the players on our teams. If we want to line up like a Jerome Baker or Kiko in a pass rushing position and, you know, insert this guy into a mic spot, 
And B, I think it speaks to what I've said before. That I don't think Kiko is, is long for this team. I, I believe this will probably be his last year. And if we can grab, you know, s- some talented players from some big schools to, to kind of fill in those positions, don't forget, like, this is the Patriots. They're used to rotating guys on and off the field. Patriots coaching staff, I should say. This is the Dolphins. We're not the Patriots. But they're used to pulling guys on and off the field, you know, keeping guys fresh, putting people on the field for the position that they're in or the scenario that they're in. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited there. You know, we grabbed the fullback, which a lot of people have said to me, you know, who really uses a fullback in the NFL anymore? I mean, just, just think about this for a second. We don't really have that battering ram at the running back position. And especially when you think about some of the struggles that our O-line has had over the last couple of years. I, I'm not against the pick, you know, depending on how we use it, which I, I truly believe, you know, I, I've said it a thousand times, including just a couple seconds ago, this, this coaching staff believes in having the right players for every single scenario. And I think they get, they're going to get the most out of their players. So that fullback may be somebody that we hand the ball to in short yard situations, but it may also be somebody we put in their chip block to set up, you know, some of the up the middle or some of the outside runs when we're in those smaller, you know, those I formations or those ISOs. I think that having somebody else that can spring, you know, big for for Miles, our new rookie, who I'll talk about in a second at running back, for Kenyon Drake, for Kalen Ballage, for some of the the end around, you know, runs we might see out of Wilson and Grant. Uh, we'll see how it works, right? At the end of the day, it's a later round pick. I, I don't see, you know, I, I'm not stressing it. Um, we grabbed another tackle who I don't even really expect to make the team. I don't want to talk negatively about him, so I'll, I'll bite my tongue. Um, and then actually today, for those not paying attention, we signed uh, Jordan Mills from the Bills. Not a huge deal, $3 million. You know, again, I, I think he'll compete for a role somewhere on the line. He's typically played right tackle. He might play a little bit of guard. He might play, you know, a little bit of right tackle. We're going to see who's, who's going to earn their spot on the line. I would love for some really improved O-line play out of the guys we drafted, Mills, the guys that have been there. That's that I, I've said it a thousand times. I really think it's going to be the key to our season. I don't want to dwell on that right now because I'm, I'm really just going over the draft class really quick. This is a, a very short one. But, hey, it's there. You know, we're, we're addressing the line a little bit. And now this is going to be interesting. So, Miles Gaskin, a running back we got, I don't think anybody – expected him to be there that late in the draft. Like, if, if you would have told a lot of people in the, he's going to be there in the seventh round, they would have been scratching their heads. This wasn't a very running back heavy draft to begin with. And I know that, you you know, you guys know I love Kenyon Drake. I think we all love Kenyon Drake. We're, we're wondering why am I talking so much about running back. Well, if you look at the history of what New England has done during the time that Flores and O'Shea, our new coach and offensive coordinator, have been there, they haven't really had – that one guy that gets, you know, 30 touches a game. I mean, you look even last year, you know, Sony Michelle, James White, like they, they like to spread the ball around to a couple running backs. And part of the reason they like to do that is because they're good at putting long drives together, which hopefully our team can finally freaking do this year. So again, they, they want to keep guys fresh. And I think that, you know, Ballage, we'll see. Like, he may be in turn for a bigger role this year. We'll see what the new coaching staff actually thinks of him because the old coaching staff really didn't utilize him much despite, you know, Kenyon Drake not getting a ton of touches. They, they chose to ball, feed the ball to Frank Gore, who we obviously don't value anymore, right? And I don't mean us as fans. I mean as the coaching staff. They let him walk. So we'll see what happens with Gaskin, Ballage, 
and Drake. We'll see how that, that split breaks down. You know, I'm personally in favor of Drake getting the majority of the touches. I think, you know, with this coaching staff, it might break down to something like Drake gets 40% and the other two split, you know, 25 each and then someone else gets some touches. You know, maybe it's a Kenyon Drake or an Albert Wilson, you know, in, a, in an H-back role or some moving around. Like, I, I think we're going to see some interesting stuff. But overall, this is one of the better draft classes we had. And I know that all everyone really wants to talk about is is Josh Rosen. So we'll, for the sake of argument, you know, we'll include Josh Rosen as our second round pick. But we didn't grab a ton of players, but we grabbed some players that we really needed. And again, mostly players from from big reputable schools, mostly players that have really proven themselves on the field, and mostly players that fit a position in need. I mean, when you look at even a fullback, right? Like we don't have not only a true fullback, but we don't have a true power runner on the roster. You know, of the few picks we had, I've said a hundred times, O line and D line were our biggest needs. You know, three of the six or seven picks we actually made, depending on how you count the Rosen thing, addressed that. Um, you know, I think that we could still probably use a little bit more depth on on both sides of the O line and D line. But for the the players that were available versus the ones we grabbed, I'm I'm very happy about them. Specifically, and I don't want to go back to what we keep drooling, but Wilkins, I. I think and I hope that Wilkins is the next great Dolphins defender that's here for a long time. And I haven't said that for a while. You know, I, I was very happy about Deion Jordan, but I didn't really think he was going to be, you know, a great Dolphin for 10 years. Uh, I'm very happy about Xavier Howard, and, and we'll see how that goes. But, you know, Charles Harris, eh, he, I'm hoping he kind of proved himself, but we were, I don't think any of us were ever really that big on Harris. Minka had a really good rookie season. I think we're still kind of figuring out what his role is going to be on the team. And while I think he's very good, I don't necessarily know if he's going to be a great Dolphin for the next decade. But Wilkins, I am expecting that. So we'll see what happens. I mean, there's still a couple really good defensive linemen out there. You know, for, for those paying attention to the whole league, Ziggy Ansah, the, the longtime Lion, who I, I think was the number five overall pick back in the day when they took him, he just signed with Seattle today. It was a very team-friendly one-year deal. So, you know, in the interim, I could see us doing some things like that with whatever cap space we have left this year that we can't roll over. Maybe going out and grabbing a guy or two just to kind of fortify that line now. I mean, again, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse and be a broken record. But Indomitian Sue is still out there. I would love to see a guy like him next to Wilkins. It's, I mean, it's a devastating two of the three up front. And as good as our linebacker core is, and I think our secondary can be, you know, I think if we brought a guy like that in to play the nose, we may be able to mask some of the other, you know, holes we have on the D-line, but mainly who's going to play that that other end spot. And hopefully, you know, those two monsters up front will spring a little bit for the pass rush to kind of come in there and crush down. So overall, you know, we didn't have a lot to work with in this draft. We didn't have a ton of picks. We didn't really have anyone that we ended up shipping out in order to gain some more picks. I'm a huge fan of the trade down in the second round to pick up next year's second, especially if we're going to burn this year's second on Rosen. I think that, and I don't want to jump the gun here, I truly believe that Tua or Justin Herbert is still a potential candidate for our first round pick next year. Mm. We'll see what happens with Rosen, right? But at the end of the day, if that's what we're going to do next year, if we're going to go after a guy like Tua or Rosen, it helps to have that extra second-round pick we can use as ammunition to trade up. 
I think there's a couple opportunities, you know, for us to address right now, but looking forward to the future, you know, what we did this year, I think speaks very well to a strong, successful building of a team. And that hasn't been the case the last few years. You know, we've had one or two solid picks, you know, just in the last couple of years that stand out. You know, I think Jerome Baker was a really good pick. I think Raquan McMillan was a really good pick. I think that, I mean, obviously Minka has, has played really well so far. It's only been a season, but I'm happy about it. Obviously, Xavier Howard, Laramie Tunsil has proved to be a very good pick. So we've had a couple hits in the last few years, but it's been a long time since we really had one solid draft class that we can say, wow, like this whole class from top to bottom looks pretty good. Even if you throw away one or two guys, we still look like we're walking out of here with four or five guys, depending on if you count Rosen as a draft pick or not, um, that that seem like well-suited for the future of this team. So that's really all I got. Like, again, you know, maybe I'm missing something here on the D-line. I don't really know what we're going to do right now at those other two spots outside of Wilkins. I don't see a ton of talent that, that's ready to step on and play. I just don't, and may, maybe I'm wrong. But overall, I feel really good about this draft. I feel really good about, you know, the future. It wasn't, you know, right before this draft, I was looking at us as maybe a four, five-win team, max. You know, we got a, a tough schedule coming up this year. We got an early bye week again. A lot of holes on the team. After this draft, i got to be honest with you, like, I, I feel a lot better. Like, I, I think we're now probably middle of the pack, you know, with a little bit of luck, maybe a 9- or 10-win team. Uh, again, a lot of that's going to depend on how good the O-line stands up. A lot of it's going to depend on whether it's Fitzpatrick or Rosen, you know, how the quarterback play lands. But I think with the talent we have at the, at the skill positions, if our O-line can hold a little bit, I think we can put a solid offense together. You know, with the talent we have in the secondary linebacking core, if, if our D-line can, can create a little bit of pressure and stop a little bit of the run, I think we can have a solid defense. I, I, there's a lot of potential on this team. There really is. So for those of you guys writing the team off already, I've seen a lot of nonsense. Like, hey, we're tanking. I hate I hate that word. But, like, I, I've seen a lot of it, like, you know, that this is going to be a, a four or five win season at the max if we're really lucky. I've seen a lot of people talking about giving up tickets, not coming to games anymore, not traveling. Bite your tongues, guys. Like, shove it up your ass. We don't want to hear that negativity. Yes, it you know, we're not the Rams or the Saints right now, right? Like, I get it. But we're building something great for the future. And I think this draft class really proves that. So who knows? Like, there may still be a trade in the work somewhere that brings us a great player of this team. We might still use a little bit of the cap space we have left over. But even if we don't, we're heading into next year looking really good. This is going to be the year that some of our players are really going to step up and shine. Most notably, I think Baker and McMillan are going to step up and be studs. I think Albert Wilson is is going to turn into an absolute monster. I'm hoping Jaziki comes out and is a beast. I already think Drake is a beast, but I think he's going to show that with a little bit more, you know, actually touching the ball. Uh, Howard is, is going to continue to be great. I think Fitzpatrick, I think our, our safeties and Jones and McDonald are. And who knows, man, maybe this Josh Rosen thing was the smartest thing this franchise has ever done. Maybe it's Brett Favre style where the Falcons drafted him, traded him a year later, and he goes on to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right? Maybe, it, maybe it's not. Either way, we got to be prepared for that, and we got to hold down our team. We're wearing aqua and orange. And we're going to be at the tailgate at the Hard Rock at 9 a.m. on Sundays because we don't have any freaking primetime games this year. But we're going to be there regardless. Like, So I love you guys. Fins up. Family with a PH. 
Let's ride. We're going to go into the season hard. I'm going to be back soon, and we're going to have a really in-depth talk about Josh Rosen and what we can expect from him and how he's going to play behind our offensive line and our scheme, etc. So DWA, guys. I'll talk to you later. Peace.